0: Here we go. All right. So uh, welcome back to the podcast. You might notice I sound a bit different. I don't really have the microphone working, but that's okay. You know, <laughs> improvise, overcome, adapt, or whatever the thing is, the saying I mean, is. The Bear
1: Grylls <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have
0: Mr. Josh Williams with me.
1: What's going on, man? <laughs> it's been a little bit of time. Thank you all for having me.
0: Of course. Yeah, I know. Um, Josh and I are kind of just catching up a little bit before this and, um,
1: I guess to get us
0: started, I wanted to ask you about, um, like you're talking about, you know, PA schools is becoming like more of a priority now. Oh yeah. What is like, first of all, for people who don't know, and I don't know too much about this too, what is PA school and like, what do you want to do? Like, what do you want to accomplish going into PA school?
1: No, Absolutely. Um, so, what a PA is, for those of y'all don't, don't know, um, is a physician assistant. A physician assistant um, is kind of an advanced healthcare provider mm. that works um, in synchrony with a practicing physician. We can't be autonomous, which means we can't practice independently mm. of a physician, but we still provide direct care see patients, um, and make sure that we are doing the best to help keep them safe and Mm -hmm. deal with chronic symptoms and stuff like that. PA school is also exactly what it sounds like. It's secondary school. Mm -hmm. And so similar to... um, Graduate program. Exactly, yes. Physical therapy, um, graduate, not quite like medical school, but... Mm -hmm. Similar in its stance that we do have um, a lecture portion, mm-hmm. and we also have a didactic year, which is essentially clinical rotations, in okay. um, hospital settings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yep, it's all it's all coming ahead in a few days. <laughs> yeah, right now it's April twenty sixth, and yeah. so the applications that open for the central kind of apply Texas mm-hmm. thing called CASPA opens um, in. Yeah, I think what is it now? Three days. So wow. very That's nervous. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then
0: deadline for that, like turning that in, submitting it.
1: It's kinda of dependent
0: on schools.
1: Okay. Uh, they encourage you to do it as early as possible. And so me, um, the procrastinator throughout all things <laughs> tries to just keep ahead on that and maybe about late May, early June. Okay. See if I can set a for that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I got it. We got graduation coming up mm-hmm. and so I'm about to start having to apply for jobs. That's scary. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so kind of, I just assumed that once you go into PA school, I thought of it as like, like you said, a secondary school where like you're not really working full time. Like you're just a student still. But will you have time to take on like a full time or even
1: like close to full time type job or? That's a good question, and it's actually one that I had when I was talking to other admissions programs, because mm-hmm. I learned about all of this as I go along, too. Yeah. I was so clueless, even uh-huh. as a um, going into my sophomore year about the PA profession and PA school. Mm-hmm. Everybody I've talked to said that it is a full-time job to be a PA oh, student. Okay. You're going to be studying, waking up early to go over charts, um, lecture notes, and making sure you're on top of that material, because... Once they eventually do let you into that hospital, they want to make sure that you're just yeah. as functional as possible and won't be a hindrance. So, gotcha. Yeah. No full-time jobs, unfortunately. <laughs> Got to save up that rec money. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So is this something like PA school and this whole, like, I guess, undergraduate-wise, I guess what I'm most familiar with is people who want to go to med school, they usually can major in like biology, chemistry, BIMs. Mm-hmm. Is this kind of the same thing like for PA school or what is like the undergraduate path to PA look like?
1: It is very similar in the fact that we have a lot of the same prerequisites. And Mm -hmm. so PA school, um, of course, is a medical degree in some stances. And so you still need all of those biologies, organic chemistries, unfortunately, Um, (laughs) a lot of the math, medical terminology and stuff kind of geared towards the health sciences. Mm -hmm. So you do need those. But as far as a major goes, Mm -hmm. it's helpful to approach one like allied health um mm-hmm. within the education and kinesiology department yep. biology obviously will never hurt you going mm-hmm. into the medical field but we've had all sorts of majors that i've seen mm-hmm. um get into pa school and stuff mm-hmm. i'm talking french majors oh, nutrition wow. majors communications mm-hmm. all certain types as long as you fill uh, those prerequisites up a little bit yeah i think really the sky's the limit um mm-hmm. if you want to major in you know uh March science and dance science, turf grass, whatever. Yeah, by all means, just go ahead and do it. What did
0: you what did you pick?
1: So I came in, um, of course through Blend team, got Mm -hmm. into the BIMS program here. BIMS is a biomedical sciences. Mm And I loved it. I really did. It was Mm -hmm. a fun, challenging major. Um, A lot of the hard sciences that I took that year were Mm OCHEM, which any science STEM major that has taken that class knows what I'm talking about. Functional groups were the bane (laughs) of my existence for a few months. Um, But I eventually got to where I was looking at the future of what the rest of my upperclassmen um, stance was on the academic portion and Mm -hmm. what that would look like. And so I went for the first time in my life, and I recommend that nobody do this, to my career advisor. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I want to go to PA school. And she was like, so what have you done to like make yeah. yourself marketable to that? What have you done for experience? <laughs> Sorry. She She set me straight, man. And yeah. I was like, oh, man, this uh-huh. is going to be a lot harder than I thought. Uh-huh. And a lot of the classes that I would fulfill for that degree, like BIMS, mm-hmm. does not count towards pa school oh. and i was floored i mean mm. like she said the physics you need for bims you don't need at all the oh. biochemistry you don't need organic chemistry too you don't need either and i was like what is going on like she's had like, you taken
0: those yet or you signed up for them
1: so i had taken physics in the fall okay and i talked to my career advisor um right now in the spring and I had actually Q dropped it and yeah. I was really worried about how to fulfill that prerequisite. And yeah. so in certain terms, she actually was like really helping me out because I was yeah. like, oh man, like in just one clean slate, I uh-huh. just wiped off like physics, all <laughs> the, the GPA busters. Yeah. Yes. And so I was kind of amped up, but at the same time I was like, I worked so hard to get here mm-hmm. and a biomedical sciences is really a jump I want to make. Yeah. Um, and obviously it was a pretty easy decision though. When you Take an account, like, man, if a GPA is what's going to get you into graduate school, it would help mm-hmm. not to take and devote some of those times towards certain classes like biochemistry yeah. and even the anatomical sciences and within BIMS. I think it's animal-based, and they yeah. have to have human mm-hmm. for medical school. Um, taking those off the plate that I had going, it was a lot easier to try yeah. to just devote time to health specialties and health electives. So, yeah, yeah I went to um, the allied health portion Got after yeah.
0: And did you choose that because it was something you were interested in or more so like it just applied to what you thought you wanted to do later on?
1: So I came into college not really having much direction. Mm-hmm. I think as a lot of 18 year olds who are thrust in the position yep. of, hey, there's something that you need to devote your life or your hobbies, interests to um so pick a field of specialty within and mm-hmm. we call them majors yeah and i was so lost in direction i was like man i don't know i just wanted to go to NM. Yeah. like we have a really cool spirit a huh. unified student body and the football games rock um yeah. but after that it sets in that you are here for a reason and a purpose and mm-hmm. although there is other things in grades in college there has to be some academic direction yeah and i chose biomedical sciences um, because of how broad it seemed. It mm-hmm. said, I think, in that little caption that they said at the um, NSC when we yeah. first come in, like, it covers animal sciences, human health, medicine development, um, biology. And I was like, I like biology. Like, yeah. I liked in high school, did pretty well in it. Mm-hmm. I really, um, and I'm, like, obviously very basis on this, <laughs> I, I really enjoy the natural sciences. I mm-hmm. think it's so applicable to everything we see in the human world, mm-hmm. um, to know everything from the cellular biology to how it affects us in medicine um, organs and how it can make an impact on real living people yeah i just fell in love with it and so i decided to go in biomedical sciences with no idea what to do with it yeah. um so i chose that major kind of as a stance and i found actually through volunteering at local hospitals Talking to my grandfather, who is actually a physician assistant, yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot believe I never asked him like in depth <laughs> what he did. Uh-huh. And um, just seeing what they did in the real world, that really led me to question more about the profession. Mm-hmm. And I kind of looked into it a little bit more. Yeah. So very, very cool. Yeah, no,
0: I remember coming into college for me, and I just chose what was most familiar to me. Oh, yes. And both <laughs> my parents were engineers. <laughs> and I was, you know, everyone says, you're good at math or science or whatever, Choose engineering, and that's why I chose it. I didn't really have a reason why personally. <laughs> it was because people around me were saying that was the move.
1: You're like you're good at a Victor, can and so it? I it's, just
0: yeah, I just yeah. thought that was what I should do. And I've always had this issue of like, I don't think I was really passionate about anything. Mm-hmm. I was interested, but sometimes interest can go away really quickly too. Absolutely, and so I. Did not know what I wanted to do. My mom, her dad was a doctor and she wanted me to go like the medical route. And my dad didn't really care too much about what I wanted to do. He was yeah. just like, as long as you do something that makes you happy. But I yeah, didn't yeah. really know what it yeah, was. And then I chose engineering and I kind of just stuck with it because I knew it was gonna be like a good, safe option. I was about to say safe is a good yeah. word. Yeah. It's definitely it's safe. And over the years too, I've definitely enjoyed Aspects of engineering. It's not like I'm any more passionate about it than how I was a few years ago. I think I, I am passionate about certain things more, mm-hmm. but overall, I, it's it's definitely not like I do engineering things in my free time. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't I do, take in parameters. No, like yeah. That so that I stuff. I totally feel that. But um, so I guess in high school, what was like? Was there like a subject that you were exceptionally good at or Just really interested in?
1: There was. I was really good at writing. Mm. I love to write. For me, being the introverted personality, just... Putting my thoughts into written words mm-hmm. came so much easier than speaking them out loud. Yeah. I think as um, a lot of people can find. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't actually until I got to college that I started to come out of my shell a little bit. But I was very good at English. Yeah. Um, history to me was just a story. And so I like to memorize those. Yeah. Writing in history and he became a science major. What a weird story, <laughs> right? And so, but I, I was pretty good at science too. My dad was a biology teacher mm-hmm. my entire life in addition to a football coach before mm-hmm. he got his master's. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he would always take me into his lab um, or his science lab his lab that sounds mm-hmm. weird his yeah. science lab um, after the school had closed when he had to do grading assignments yeah. and um, his incentive for getting me to go with him would be to show me what his students were doing in mm-hmm. the lab and so he would show me all of these uh, they're seemingly simple now I guess to ma- uh, minds like yours mm-hmm. and maybe even mine right. even though I'm not good at chemistry but he would <laughs> show me titrations Yeah, and the color would change in the beaker and I'd be just like that's so completely cool. enamored by them. Like, man, that's magic. Yeah. I really did think, growing up, my dad was a magician. Yeah. Um, and then when I got older, I found out that you could explain all of this through properties, learning, mm-hmm. and prediction. Yeah. I just completely fell in love with it and so going into school i knew that i wanted to do something Mm -hmm. familiar with either science or writing as broad as those disciplines were Mm -hmm. and when i found out that the journalism program here is very very restricted i think it's 25 students i was like okay so i'll go with biomedical sciences And we'll keep writing as kind of like a hobby. Yeah, so you
0: actually considered it going into it then?
1: I did. I took journalism in high school. I actually went to a few competitions and mm-hmm. stuff I did not place. So I'm not secretly <laughs> gifted or anything. <laughs> Definitely just a hobbyist. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun to kind of explore that option. Mm-hmm. I found out later that it wasn't something I would like to do uh, yeah. as a career, which I think was important. Especially mm-hmm. at the time when I was picking majors. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, in some ways, I think I just got lucky. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I
0: definitely think there is value in having something like that that might not be your career, but it's still a long-term hobby.
1: Absolutely. Because in high
0: school, I did band, and I loved music and just in general. Yes. Um, what would you I, play? Buddy? I played flute. Oh, hey. so, oh you did play yeah. <laughs> flute. You're jogging back my memory a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I played flute, and it was a lot That's of fun. Weird. And people were talking about majoring in music, and I kept thinking – You know, I'm in music because of like the people, you know, any Mm. in any sort of like team sport, team activity. I really liked it because of the like people I was surrounded by. I like the activity for sure, um, but I definitely enjoy just being around those people and I didn't really see myself wanting to devote hours upon hours in music like it's just something that I like relieve my stress with it's know? gotta be a lot of practice huh? it's a lot like, of practice. that's
1: obviously me but never playing a musical instrument it makes it sound so similar like <laughs> yeah. oh it probably takes a lot of practice yeah. it's, it's got to, no it's right? it's, it's
0: it, like I could not have done that so um, yeah. do you still like do any writing today like how do you fulfill that today like right now
1: right now it's with pa school applications (laughs) i I get my i get my fix there for sure it's they keep me busy with the writing i found also in allied health Mm -hmm. a lot more writing than bims did you have to explain stances and concepts a lot more especially Mm -hmm. as they apply to disciplines within health yeah so definitely not as interesting as free writing (laughs) or journaling but that's how i usually Uh do a lot of writing nowadays would you you
0: say like the pa application i mean it's basically like another college application.
1: It is in the way that you have to market yourself to mm-hmm. um, a board of people that all review you holistically and mm-hmm. not just off your grades. Even the grades are a huge portion of it. Yeah. And so in a way I do feel like I'm 18 year old. Yeah. 18 years old again. Uh-huh. I think with more direction than I had as a Texas A&M applicant, but yes, mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: Yeah. I could not imagine going through that process <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> it's like, not
1: fun, but we're, we're in it to win yeah. it. So we'll I see. think like
0: when I was filling out my applications, I, like, I'm just a completely different person than how I was four years ago. I'm sure you're the same, too. And so, I just just think about the way I wrote as a senior in high school is so cringeworthy. (laughs) I was trying to be so introspective
1: and just... Thoughtful. Yeah. You look back and reading it, you're (laughs) like, what was I trying to say? I know. I've had those moments, and I Mm. thought I was good at writing back then. Heck, I wanted to major in it. Yeah. And I remember writing, and it was like, josh williams i am or something i was like man i was a fool oh, how did i get into school <laughs> gotcha.
0: yeah so um i guess something we talked about too like before like when i was trying to set up my microphone and this is kind of moving off topic a little bit but you're living with your high school roommates yes, or yeah. high school like friends mm-hmm. and i honestly think that's really cool because you come into college and you hear people talk about you hear two types of people. One is like I'm gonna stay in touch with my high school friends because Absolutely. like that's all I've been' I've, all I've known. Mm-hmm. and then you have the people who are like, I don't want to like keep in touch with my high school friends like they, like I wasn't friends with them for a reason or whatever mm-hmm. or like we were only friends because we saw each other every day mm-hmm. but um, I think it's really good when you have those long-term friendships, people who have seen you grow for a long time and especially as like a teenager. Oh my God. We were I'm so sure. different <laughs> how we were then. So I guess, yeah. how did you guys maintain that? And how have you, I guess, kept that relationship going from freshman year when you're trying to meet a bunch of different types of people, oh, right? Of course. Till mm-hmm. now when you're like leaving college and you're still in the same place with them. Man,
1: they have been with me since the beginning. They are some of my best friends in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh the mantra always was going into college amongst like, the volumes of other advice you get, yeah. I think from upperclassmen and your mom and dad, where mm-hmm. don't room with your best friends. Yeah, You will always end up like hating each other or <laughs> worse. And I must've just got lucky. We have been in the same house now for three years with Sam and almost four years with Jordan. Mm-hmm. And it's been amazing. Honestly, like they've seen me grow, as you've said, mm-hmm. substantially. I think in the time I've seen them the same, mm-hmm. um, And it's really, really been fun. We're just there for each other. We are probably, I think, collectively the most laid-back people in the world. There's something nice about coming home after being with uh, people that you love and you're familiar with, Mm -hmm. like in your organizations or even work, um, to just coming home to something familiar. And for me... My anchor these past few years have definitely been my roommates. And mm-hmm. so, yes, they've seen so much of me these past mm-hmm. few years. They're probably tired of me now, especially <laughs> as we're starting to go and graduate. But, yeah, yeah they're my writer does. Yeah, love those boys. So,
0: mm-hmm. I guess with PA school, and you're probably applying to a couple of different places, is there any chance that, I mean, they could be your roommates in the field? Like, are they continuing school, or...?
1: Um, Jordan is. He he wants to be a veterinarian. He's Mm -hmm. still deciding between um, small animal and big animal. Mm -hmm. Um, For those of you who aren't familiar with, Mm -hmm. kind of the veterinarian route, Um, to be an animal doctor, you have to choose a specialty. Mm -hmm. And a horse anatomy is a lot different from a puppy. So you have to kind of choose one path or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, And Sam Goss is going out into the big world to make his living. He's going to succeed like he does with everything, I'm Mm -hmm. sure. Um, So super excited to see how he does with Mm -hmm. all of that. But You never know. Never say never. Right? Um, It's very different places. Jordan will probably be here Mm -hmm. for an additional few years. Sam will be off making his living, and I'll be somewhere in the middle. So yeah, yeah, we look forward to keeping up and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So I won't say never.
0: There you go. Mm -hmm. Um, Something else I kind of wanted to ask you too was just, um, I guess,
1: hmm, I mean, lot. Yes, sir, you gotta drive the memory. <laughs> You're like, man, I know this guy too well. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: Here, we'll just we'll just ask this like kind of basic type question. Absolutely. But uh what is something that drives you? That drives that motivates me. you,
1: yeah. Honestly, it's I think it originated in the beginning. Um just when we ask what motivation is, mm-hmm. I, I can think of a lot of things that I'm working towards goals. Mm-hmm. What motivates me is to just try to do my best. Mm-hmm. And that sounds so cliche. If yeah. anybody is listening to this right now for some reason, I know you all <laughs> just collectively rolled your eyes, <laughs> but it is. like uh-huh. I grew up with a coach for a dad, and mm-hmm. anybody who was and kind of um, with a parent who lived off building other players or. Mm-hmm. Um, students or even people for a living like coaches do and principals and all educators and also anything that goes into public service, you know, just how much your dad or your mom or both want to push you towards being excellent. Mm -hmm. And it was always that in my household growing up. The difference was when I was younger, I probably collectively rolled my eyes like a lot of them just did. But as I grew older, I really found that there was truth um, to what he was saying. Mm -hmm. I, really am I feel here for something and I want to be something bigger than what I am now mm-hmm. that Matthew McConaughey speech that my role models yeah 10 years ahead of me mm-hmm. and I look 10 years back to see where I was then and hopefully I've improved I want to look back like I have right now as we are seniors in college to mm-hmm. when I was 18 years old and be like man I have changed at all like <laughs> yeah. I'm the exact same kid I was when I came in that I it could not be farther from yeah. the truth. how I've grown and my perspective, my communication with people, how I approach problem solving, and even goal setting and how I track that has completely changed. So to answer your questions, uh, i beat around the bush. No, you're um, fine. You're um, it really is just that excellence. I want to be the best at something. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not going to be the best, then I can try my best to get there. Yeah. I feel like if you put all of your effort into something um, and chase it with your intentions and you can't possibly fail. To fail is not to try your best, not to do anything at all. Because if you fall up short, you know exactly why you fell up short. It's because you weren't giving enough effort, that discipline to correct yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you try to be perfect, obviously you won't be, but you could at least get that far. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I completely
0: agree. And I think that the whole, like, (laughs) when you're younger and your dad or mom tells you something, (laughs) like, I I would – I always thought I knew everything. Oh my God. And it it was really bad. Like, as a teenager, I was just not stuck up, but I Mm -hmm. just acted like I already knew what was best for me. Mm -hmm. The world was your oyster. Exactly. And then you come to college, and I look like now I look at what my parents do for me, or Mm -hmm. I look at some of their actions that they do that they don't necessarily say, but I just see. And I see there's, like, more meaning behind it. Like, they really love me. Mm -hmm. You know, they care for me. They want what's best for me. Mm -hmm. And they never do anything to, like, harm me, too. No, I'm really lucky to have, Mm -hmm. like, parents like them, like, obviously you two, who, like, whenever they're doing something for you, it's because, like, they want what's best for you.
1: Absolutely. And
0: sometimes it might be, you know, like... They give you they 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 think they know what's best for you and they don't, but more often than not, like they know like what they need to do.
1: Yeah, no, and they and it sounds so obvious. I mean, especially if nothing else just from an age range, but they've been mm. a lot. Yeah. And they've been through a lot. And yeah. They've been in your shoes. Mm-hmm. I think as young angsty teenagers, we forget that a lot. And I found that I did a lot too, mm. especially before college. I was yeah. like, It's gonna be a breeze, independent. Mm. Man, the real world will smash you yeah. <laughs> your head so fast. Yeah. Like it is really just kind of a once you're in it, and you see, man, like they've actually done a lot for me. Uh, I think it really humbles you a little exactly. bit. Call mom and dad every day, yeah. every day. Exactly, yeah. my people. Do you uh,
0: feel like your relationship has changed with your parents then since you came to college? Or I, yeah, can, yeah,
1: absolutely. It's. I think I've matured. I know I've matured a lot. Let me fix that. I know, <laughs> I know I've matured a lot since I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, being independent has shown me just how important just having a personal schedule is, staying disciplined to whatever you dedicate yourself to, yeah, like be it social relationships, be it your job, be it academics, be it organizations. Yeah. You have to have that effort and that mindset. Mm-hmm. Being lackadaisical like I was as even a teenager with my studies, with my relationships, will not get you through college. It's mm-hmm. a sink or swim situation. Yeah. Um, and that's changed a lot. I think it's just how I interact with my parents, believe yeah. it or not. I love to talk to them about my day. I love to hear what they've been through. Yeah. Um, and all the stuff that they're even doing on a weekend. Yeah. It's, it's become a lot more personal, I think, for me. And the fact that I just... I don't see them as parents. I see them as my mom and dad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've really, really grown to appreciate that relationship and look forward to those daily phone calls.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of the same with me too. I found my conversations with them. I'm actually very curious to see what they've done Yeah, like that day and like how they've been. And I think in high school for me, it was just my parents are always nagging me Mm -hmm. and I don't want to talk to them. Yeah. And then perspective. Right, (laughs) I know. And then college <laughs> comes around; you don't see them a lot, and like, I don't, I, I never, I never really realized how much it meant for me to like even call my parents Absolutely. until like I think one day freshman year, my dad had told me, like, your mom was really happy that you called; like, oh. she was so happy. <laughs>
1: it just it puts it in a whole new light. Exactly, you're like, Man, yeah, I could actually affect them too, right? Yeah.
0: And over time, too, like you said, I haven't really seen them as my parents as much as. Like, we're all adults now. Like, and yeah, we have a lot so more mature relationships. Yeah, saying and, it out loud just makes, right? it sounds so strange. <laughs> yeah. like, you still yeah. have a lot, I still have a lot to learn, but um, it's... I don't know. I'm I'm glad, like... I'm glad I've matured since mm-hmm. I've gone to college, and I've realized that, you know, my parents and I, like, we're all on the same side. Like, no one's against each other. Absolutely. As, a, like, I, as I probably thought in uh, high school. But, you know, I... I I completely agree with you. Like, it's important to, I mean, everyone's parent situation is different, obviously. Mm -hmm. But it's important to, like, at least try to establish that connection with them. Absolutely. Because, like, I don't know, to me, like, family is a huge deal for me. Oh, yeah. And, like, those bonds, Mm -hmm. like, father-son, father-daughter, mother-son, mother-daughter, like, those are very important
1: to me. Absolutely. They bring a lot to the table in that. They keep me grounded and. I'm sure that you can relate. They're very honest. Yeah. Like if I can count on anything in the world, they will give me exactly what they think of their opinion. Yeah. As a teenager, it really frustrated me sometimes because mm-hmm. I was wrong in so many different things yeah. and ways. But now I look to their um, opinions as advice. Yeah. A lot. So, and I
0: think to myself too, like as a parent watching, like I wonder what my parents thought watching me like do all, make go, do all these mistakes, do all these mistakes make all these wrong decisions and think that I was right. Mm-hmm. My parents are like, uh, he's going to learn one day,
1: give it a few years. Yeah. yeah He'll come around.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Um, but I guess, I, I do you want to be a dad one day?
1: I'd love to be a dad. <laughs> I I'm see, finding words not on on right now. Yeah. yeah. It's like, let's give it a few yeah, me years, too. but absolutely. And I think one of the best legacies that you could leave in this world is children. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a joke, especially in my family, and, um, the Williams, that you will always uh, get what you served. Mm-hmm. and So what comes around comes around. Yeah. Um, and so I'm probably going to get a kid just like me, that yeah. little angsty <laughs> teenage ball of stress and anxiety. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'll be patient with him just like my mom and dad were patient with me or be yeah. patient with her. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I would love to be a dad one know. day. Let's give it a few years. Oh, first. yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. For sure. i, I got to figure out financial situations. I know. That's, that's my a thing is that... Thing. Like,
0: school's never taught me how to buy a house. Yeah, dude, it's what are never, taxes? It's like? never taught me about, I mean, it's never taught me about, like, stocks, which I think is important. Yeah. Uh, never taught me about insurance, which is literally in everything you, like, health insurance, automotive insurance. See, we called ourselves adults when you bring up this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, I
1: am definitely still that kid. I still kid, ask man. my parents
0: whenever they ask me about insurance. I'm like, give me a second. Let me call my parents. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: My financial advisor is definitely Google. Plus. I know. And I was like, man. Oh, man. You bring it in a weird light. Yeah, I know. it's a lot to think about coming up. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but kind of, uh, you, you mentioned that, like, in high school, you were a bit more introverted. I was. And right. I was just curious, how have you changed since you got into college? Um, I mean, and then also, sorry. Oh, you, no, go I, ahead. I let you go yeah. on. What do you think has, like, made you change? Like, oh, what has made that good. change happen?
1: It kind of leads into one or the other. Um, could you repeat that first question? Yeah, so how have
0: you changed as a person from high school to college?
1: Of course. Um, so I've changed as a person, I guess, to answer your first question, and that I'm still, I think, very introverted mm-hmm. in the sense that I do really enjoy just being by myself, and mm-hmm. that makes, I'm happy about myself, too, yes. to be I can focus on what I have going on for the day, personal goals. Um, I can still pursue those ambitions that I've set for myself Mm -hmm. while also giving my space and all that room to breathe a little bit. Um, What's different from high school, I think now, is I really love to actively engage and interact with people. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes my day to see one of my friends walking on campus and have a quick conversation with them Uh um, before the pandemic Mm -hmm. Um, and all the craziness that I love to meet in the MSC and just sit for hours, see who would trickle through, eat my lunch, and just have a conversation and catch up with them. Um, To me, this is just like that conversation. It it made my day just to talk to you Uh and catch up. All that stuff. I think was really, really important to me now that in high school I could just go through the motions all day. Mm-hmm. I could not talk to anybody, and I'd get home just as happy as I was. <laughs> I think that arose from um, just that having that lack of support group that I have here in college. Mm-hmm. And so to answer your next question, it was definitely getting involved mm-hmm. on campus, mm-hmm. um, the different organizations I've been a part of as mm-hmm. far as F.A.S.T., mm-hmm. Fish Camp, even my job at the rec, which yeah. I sometimes <laughs> think is an organization. I think it is, true. Yes, it's, it's all changed and contributed to molding kind of my personality around mm-hmm. it. I love to meet people. And I've discovered that I love to meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, to make somebody smile will honestly make my month. Like yeah. it, There's nothing better to have a quick impact on somebody than um, to change their emotion to make them smile. Mm-hmm. I love to serve other people in the capacity of helping them through similar situations that I've been through, be it academically, um, professionally. Mm-hmm. Not I don't have that much professional experience, <laughs> but maybe now and then, yeah. yeah. All that stuff is just—it makes me very, very happy. Mm-hmm. And so I become a little more extroverted. I would classify myself kind of as like a social introvert, a little bit. But mm-hmm. I definitely still enjoy a little bit of the time. Yeah. Um, but I love my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Do you happen to know your enneagram? Um. I like that's is something. it the wing one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's a three W two. Okay. Okay. i cannot believe i remember that it's that been years <laughs> since i took that test. really yeah i feel like
0: everyone in college
1: like just knows it off the top of their head oh like, man the personality test yeah <laughs> i can't even remember what the name of yeah know. I, I know what it is,
0: it is because i'm actually a two-wing three three. Oh, there we go yeah okay. so i don't know i'm not like an enneagram expert i yep. know three is like the achiever mm-hmm. like the the goal-oriented type person you know we You're have to like make these goals <laughs> <shoes>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah. two I don't know exactly the name but I, it's something about like helping other people oh big time which I think like I see that a lot in you oh so man thank you very you know that. very very uh, applicable to you 3W2 There mm-hmm. we go but um yeah no I think like A&M I, I never would have realized how much it would have changed me as a person. Mm-hmm. I came here for an education, and I got
1: way more. Yes, and that's what's you know? so cool about it. We pay for a college degree, but look what we get. That's I know we get yes. so
0: much, and the people too. Like especially freshman year, mm-hmm. like you and I both had like different freshman year experiences. Obviously, Absolutely. but like I've met some of your friends. You met some of my friends. Oh
1: yeah, and <laughs> and for a big campus, it all goes full circle eventually. Down exactly,
0: there. and like. I don't know, when you leave home, I didn't really realize until I got on campus, which was probably really late, um, I remember my parents shocked me off, mm-hmm. and they left, and I thought to myself, I could do whatever I want, and no one's going to care, and no <laughs> one's going to no even know I exist, because like, I, I, I didn't go to fish camp, like mm-hmm. I didn't really know anybody, so I felt super lonely, yeah, and it's... it was su- like, getting involved with anything just helped us so much because you had people who were going through the same things as you. Absolutely. Who also wanted to meet other people Mm -hmm. and I guess start this next chapter. And I don't know, freshman year was a great year to like, Get everything established, and mm-hmm. I feel like bad for freshmen like now and freshmen like last year too. Me too, Like we Victor, got lucky, you know. We, we did. We got yeah. to experience in person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got to have all those in person memories. We got to have all the underrated aspects of bonding, which are like going down and getting food in like the commons. Yeah, a simple right? meal, right? little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or seeing people in in like. Passing by or like you said, the MSC, like little stuff like that adds up over time. It does. And yeah, like that man. was something that I didn't really realize how important it was until COVID took it all away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, like, I'm losing my ability to socialize. I didn't really <laughs> really like, man,
1: what is going right? on? Like, yes, all that little stuff that was seemingly so insignificant mm-hmm. or daily, really you take it for granted, exactly. don't you? Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. It's I think all the freshmen when they come in are kind of in the same boat. And I yeah. definitely was. I got so lonely to the point where it was super awkward and I probably scared uh, the heck out of a lot of people. But in the commons, i go up to random people sitting alone and be like, hey, can I sit with you? Yeah. And I just I took that intentionality wherever I went, including mm-hmm. my fast interviews and all yeah. stuff. I remember wandering the MSC open house aimlessly. Like, <laughs> man, there's got to be something that I can like <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at A&M Crew, which yeah. is like the... Um, Rowing team. Yeah, I've never rode a day in my life, uh-huh. and they're like, "It's gonna hurt. It's gonna be painful." I'm like, "Yeah, but it'll give me friends." Yeah, like, it was just put yourself into something, right? Yeah, but, you, know, you put it in a great way. I hope those freshmen this year can I think build that up yeah. a little bit, or they've gotten something yeah. out of that. No, mm-hmm. for sure.
0: It's funny you mentioned the sitting with somebody random at the commons because I made it like this. It was it was only for like a week and a half, but I made it a goal of mine. To talk to somebody random, right like, oh yeah, lines. How was it. It was interesting. One, no, nothing that stuck. Yeah, but I just remember because this was before I like got involved with anything. Uh-huh. I was literally clawing for like anybody. To talk like, There's got to
1: gotta be somebody that's in the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: but like I think back to freshman year, and I'm like, wow, like our time is up. It is.
1: Yeah, we <laughs> like we came. used
0: to we used to rule campus. Oh yeah, I was like.
1: <laughs> Yeah, you, you get to a point even where you go from like the lonely freshman, they're like, man, like I know a lot of people here. Yeah. That sounds so just artificial. And I promise you, I'm not like that. <laughs> you at not all. Either, I man. was like, man, it's just, but yeah, I definitely felt that after a while too. And now mm-hmm. when you kind of get to our age, yeah. like the big bad seniors, you're like, wow, <laughs> like we do pay rent here for four years. I and know. when it's up, it's up. <laughs> it's like, or five or a mm-hmm. little bit more. Yeah, yeah, definitely in that
0: stance. Gotcha. Um so I guess I wanted to ask you too just like how did covid shift your perception of I guess like relationships with people mm-hmm. and also like personal time too cuz for me covid was honestly a really good time I was super busy with a lot of things I didn't really have a lot of time to focus on like physical and mental health mm-hmm. and just personal stuff like I mm-hmm. I bought a keyboard like a piano like Uh during COVID and back into the music. Exactly. Yeah. And I didn't have any time before that to do, Mm -hmm. uh, to do that. So I was just curious, uh, how it affected you like that.
1: Oh, it was such a weird time. And I tell everybody, I remember exactly where I was when I first got that email Mm -hmm. that stated we had class canceled for two days and I was in gun barrel city, uh, with Robert Thomas Uh and Bowles and a lot of our friends for spring break. Um, And somebody had literally just checked their phone and held it up. And they were like, no school Tuesday. And I was like, this is the best spring break ever. Like we just, we had no idea what it was for. Like somebody was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, it's like another COVID scare. Cause I I don't know how many people remember this A&M college station specifically was like world central at one time for the COVID scare. Cause we had, we had that first one in like November or something way back in the day. And so I literally associated with that. I was like, nah, no way. And, We just kind of went about our day. And as the days and weeks went on, it became more real about how this was going to affect us for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And I had so much going on at that time. I think personally, just I had my job mm-hmm. and looking forward to that. Um, I do love working at the wreck. I know anybody listening <laughs> to that's not going to believe that it, it's a good job, especially getting to meet the people there. Um, mm-hmm. I had stuff going on professionally. I was looking forward to taking summer classes in person and another summer at A&M, yeah. which means getting to know all your friends a little bit more uh-huh. um, and developing those relationships fish camp. Yeah. I had a fantastic fish camp um, going in my third year. Oh, the yeah. You guy, were, uh, um, Radzik? Radzik, yeah. yeah. And you had a camp yeah. as well. Um, and, of course, I was just looking forward to getting to know my um, girlfriend at the time. Mm. We had started dating before, and so introducing her um, to the people I love like my Mm. parents and friends really looking forward to that yeah and kind of like just in this Thanos snap almost it was all just taken away work got cancelled school was put Mm. asynchronously Um, my freshman and fast had Mm. a lot of them had to go home because they got kicked off of campus yeah that's um, nice. and it was literally, I think just me for a while up here in quarantine. Yeah. Um, and I was like, what is going on? Like mm-hmm. somebody pinch me or wake me up yeah. like this cannot be happening. Mm-hmm. And I kind of got, um, I guess sad for a while, um, thinking about what could have been. And eventually I tried to turn it around to a positive. I got to reach out to people in ways that I wouldn't have tried earlier mm-hmm. um, through calling people, actually, yeah. and texting, mm-hmm. reaching out. Um, I got to know my girlfriend in amazing ways just mm-hmm. because that we got to talk to each other um, about what we were excited about for the future. And yeah. we, we did get to meet each other's parents and all that good stuff, yeah. albeit it was just at later times. Uh-huh. Um, and I got to develop myself professionally, which I think up until that point, I was so focused on involvement that it really took the (laughs) backseat until COVID hit. And so it's so funny how things can come out from bad situations. Mm -hmm. Um, But I ended up enrolling in emergency medical uh, technician school that year with Ellie and Mm -hmm. Polly. And um, I really got, I got some good out of COVID as well as some bad. Social interactions took a hit, but it made those reunions and getting to know them (laughs) all the more sweeter just to see them again. Mm -hmm um so yeah absolutely.
0: Yeah. i remember uh you guys had your ring dunk we did and yes. it just it felt like a high school year oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. i remember
1: going into the backyard and it was just like oh my gosh like <laughs> man three years yeah. of people just oh my gosh it yeah. was one of the coolest situations and i think that like we talked about earlier just came full circle yeah. um to see all the connections the amazing people that we had met over the years yeah. um and interacting with them in that way. And it was a ring dunk, you know, yeah. I think like most people wouldn't even think twice about that in past years. Yeah. It would have been like, okay, we'll stay for 20 minutes and then we're going like somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. But I love to actually stay and talk to them a little yeah. bit. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, real quick. How did you meet your girlfriend?
1: So I met her at work. Yeah. Oh, Can you wreck. believe that? The oh, wreck. Bringing people the together. Wreck, it has. Yes, sir. Just, we had been the only people that could have worked the same shift for an extended amount of time. And at the wreck, Um, depending on your position it's just you and your partner for a long time and so it's it's a really cool way to meet people because you're just kind of like forced I guess to interact not that me and Caitlin were ever forced Um, but yeah we got the same scheduled shift for an entire semester and um, at first I was really really awkward I thought she was a beautiful girl Um, and I was like I don't even know how to approach this conversation (laughs) Um, and so like I think I just tried to talk like very like timidly at first um and it really started out like hey like my 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 name is josh like where were you from yeah. and she goes like where am i from and i was like yeah and she was like from like college station or like what i was like oh like from like your hometown she goes oh, i thought you meant like college station i was like you can answer that too like it's just, anyway i was like so painfully awkward yeah. Um, but we really got to know each other and yeah. like kind of that yeah, non-artificial uh, environment. Um, and it got to where I really looked forward to seeing her every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think towards the end of the semester when we stopped eating central together, mm-hmm. um, I really missed hanging out with her and looking forward to those mornings. Mm-hmm. And so I asked her out to go to Whataburger one day mm-hmm. and we just never looked back. There and you go. She was incredible. Love I remember her.
0: there was one day in the summer I went to work out and I saw you two walking By me i'm pretty sure it was i know it definitely was her Mm -hmm. and i mean i didn't really think too much about it yeah that's that's really cool yeah
1: man (laughs) she's she's amazing Mm -hmm. in every way she really brings what it means to be a partner Mm -hmm. and yeah she's helped me grow in a lot more ways than one yeah very very grateful for her that's awesome
0: um so something that i have always thought about like the end of college and I thought about this the end of high school too um the whole keeping in touch with people oh yes that is a whole another like Mm -hmm. area of focus that I've really been scared about because you can only keep in touch with so many people realistically and obviously social media is gonna help that in a, Mm -hmm. in a, a certain way um but like have you thought about
1: that? And then I think about it all the time. And you know what? I cannot be the only one. It is the unspoken challenge yeah. that all people leaving a place of comfort, especially like college, go mm-hmm. to. Because now we have the ease of yeah. social interaction taken out of the question and the convenience of seeing people every day. Yeah. And that is daunting, man. Like I, I do think about it. Yeah. I've gotten comfortable in knowing the fact that it's not just the quality people. Like I have very, very good friends, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not the quality of people that you keep in touch with. Mm -hmm. It's the want to keep in touch. You have to be able to make or reach out to people to Mm -hmm. just, you know, call on the phone and say, Hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. It's Mm -hmm. like, kind of out of the blue but I was just wondering how you were doing and that stuff means so much to people it's happened to me a few times this semester I think because it's starting to hit other people too (laughs) and it always makes my day I love to see how people are doing Um, and that's what's cool about your podcast is indirectly um, I've gotten a chance to do that and see our mutual connections how they were doing Um, so yeah like you said social media might play a little bit of part in that there's really good and there's I think not necessarily bads but there are detriments to it um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward, I think to seeing what everybody does with their future. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely amazing. You yeah. and I choose some pretty, pretty stellar people think, <laughs> to surround ourselves with. Yeah. Very, very talented man. Yeah. Krieger, oh, I think was our fuse first mutual connection. Yes, Krieger was. And she, she is leagues above I just know. what I could possibly be. <laughs> like, I mean, she had internships she early crazy, on. Yeah. She's doing big girl stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, gosh, man, like, I don't, I don't even know what health insurance is. Like, <laughs> I'm like, man, so yeah. I hope that we can take on that. I'm looking forward to it, mm-hmm. but yes. yeah. It's
0: definitely something that I'm like looking forward to. And I'm glad that a majority of my friends are graduating, but I'm still in college mm-hmm. because it'll be kind of a little ease out of like both sides. Like I'm not going to be in a new environment, but they are. Mm-hmm. And That's so sick. like, I'll get to experience what it's like being in the comfort of college Mm -hmm. and still keeping in touch with people. Watch and learn kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And then I go out and then I'll have to do it on my own. But no, I'm like, like you said, really lucky to have a lot of people I'm surrounded by who Mm -hmm. are just like, I look up to them in so many ways. And like, I don't know, I definitely want to keep in touch with a lot of people.
1: Absolutely. They're, they're such good people. Like I can. And when I say people, I have so many faces that come to mind yeah. <laughs> um, of all different class years, mm-hmm. organizations, non organizations, personalities. Yeah. They've all contributed to me as a person. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really important to me to keep that in touch after school. Yeah. PA school, like I mentioned, is going to be a full-time yes. job. And I really do think that my just social outlet will definitely be calling people every mm-hmm. now and then, yeah. keeping in touch that way. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned
0: like, uh, the whole... Like grade level thing too, because I think in high school there's so much emphasis placed on if you're this age, I don't want to talk to you. The social hierarchy is so dumb. Like a caste system. You come to college and it's a little bit like that in the beginning, especially as a freshman. Mm -hmm. But I think as you grow older, everyone's just like, we're all adults here. Oh yeah. And I don't care how old or young you are, Mm -hmm. as long as I, for me, as long as I can have an intelligent conversation with you it's, that's good enough for me.
1: I, I do not, I do not, it sounds so silly now to say it out loud. I don't yeah. ask people what their age is, obviously. Yeah. Like as long as you're like a good person, I yeah, can, yeah. then I have no problem. I'm intentional with everybody. I yeah. meet, and I really do try to be, um, some of my best friends are two to three years younger than me. Uh-huh. Um, and it wasn't until like maybe their birthday popped up on Facebook that I had any idea what <laughs> age they were. yeah, uh, yeah you know, I just don't actively think about yeah, it. Yeah. It's, I think, especially being in organizations like we have that are just mm-hmm. so multidimensional and grade and class yeah. and involvement, majors, yeah. background, it really just puts you together with all these diverse groups of people and yeah. you just kind of base it off of their personality, nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. it really sucks that we had to learn this out of high school. Like, it's, <laughs> you're like man, dude, like, what was existence like back then? Like, just all yeah. that.
0: Um, this is kind of a little bit off topic but what like if you weren't like going down the health health route or Mm -hmm. PA route what would you be doing you think
1: what a great question Um, I thought about it a little bit and to be honest um, I found it indirectly I think through being a counselor Mm -hmm. um, mentoring people in those ways and just my love of interacting like i said earlier mm-hmm. i would have loved to be a teacher yeah um shout out mom and dad like mm-hmm. i never thought i would have said that but yeah. um yeah. i've even molded over it a little bit and if i do get in boston to get PA school um and practice that for a few years i would not mind going back to school um to get a doctorate and being a professor it's wow. such a cool place in life right like college yeah. is four years of developing yourself not only academically but you are literally setting the foundation for what could be an incredible rest of your life yeah. and building those connections socially making sure that you develop um and mature in those mm-hmm. years is super important and to me at least personally mm-hmm. a lot of that had to do with my instructors yeah they really molded me into the person and um depending on the class a lot of the time yeah. i I'm like gosh physics <laughs> <laughs> um, you are forced to interact with them a lot and mm-hmm. to see them and not only are, have all of them been in your shoes, also that cliche feeling, but they interact with your age group so much that they really do want you to succeed. Yeah. If they're an Aggie professor, they're a good professor, yeah. and I always live by that mantra. Mm-hmm. People would always disagree, but come on. Like, yeah. We are a bigger family, and yeah. they do want you to succeed. I think that I, I would like to teach, honestly. Yeah. Maybe something um, science based. Yeah, yeah, show my love of the natural world a there little bit. Go. Incorporate some wholesomeness in it and all that <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, but I I think I could be a professor. Yeah, no, same with
0: me too. I I love the whole like mentoring type aspect teaching mm-hmm. is. Or teaching provides. I was lucky enough to be a tutor here, for like. I guess, like, f- freshman and sophomore, mm-hmm. uh, freshman and sophomore students. And I did this while I was like a sophomore. So these kids were like the same age as me or just one year under. Absolutely. Um, but what I love about tutoring is that you're able to help somebody understand that, or like, you're able to make them realize that this isn't as scary as you might think it is. Mm-hmm. I'm like here to guide you the entire way. Yes, sir. And if there's any step like that you have questions about, literally just come to me. Like I'm there to help.
1: That's such a good mindset, And I love
0: have. tutoring in that mm-hmm. aspect. And for me, I'd want to like be a teacher in high school, I think, oh, there we because go. I think high schools are really like, that's a pretty, that's it's a pretty a huge big, focal yeah, point. You know, like, there's a lot going that's on. It's a huge developmental point. point. And mm-hmm. I just think that, um, I think a lot of high schoolers and myself included at that time could have used like a teacher yeah. who was just there to like, not just be your teacher, but to be like a role model.
1: I could have used that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone to break me out of my shell, maybe a little bit. <laughs> of kid stuff. Yeah, You would be an excellent teacher. I would love to do that. that. Thank you. Yes, sir. That's yeah. actually
0: something that people have asked me like after my career, what I would want to do. And honestly, that is something that I would not, like hesitate to do is mm-hmm. just find a teaching rule, maybe teach like math. Yeah. But I know a lot of kids are scared of math and I wasn't always the best at it. And I think some issues with teachers is they teach you the same way that they've been taught and they mm-hmm. don't really try to understand how you're seeing a problem.
1: The black and white textbooks, exactly. And yeah. yeah, the emotionless numbers. <laughs> scare a lot of people. For real. You
0: know? And for me, like I've struggled with math enough to where someone comes to me and they're like, I don't understand this. Like I'm thinking like this. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, I
1: thought like, I thought just like you too. Let me show you how
0: I overcame that.
1: You know, mm-hmm. if I can do it, you can. Too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, what a great mindset to have. Yeah. Like, approaching that. It's, mm-hmm. I would definitely want you as my math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> That'd, That'd be, be a lot of fun. That would Mr. St- Zhang's class. That, would, yeah. yeah. I would. Oh man, I would love that. But
0: I have to be an engineer first, I guess. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah make a little Mm -hmm. bit of money and all that good stuff exactly Mm -hmm. yeah um something else
0: I kind of wanted to ask you too
1: um and I
0: forgot exactly when you brought this up but I know you did Mm -hmm. is we all have like a set of values we live by a set of principles Mm -hmm. I was just curious what are some of the things that are like your non-negotiables
1: yeah no it's I think that's really really important and I appreciate y'all asking mm-hmm. me that. I don't think that people talk about what they believe in enough. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like personal opinion is sometimes just so taboo. Yeah. And like today's culture. But my primary one I always look by is the golden rule. Treat people how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no reason ever in this life to be derogatory or negative to somebody that has a different opinion than you do. Yeah. And I... Like I said earlier, just approach everybody like I've known them for years and they're my best friend. Mm-hmm. I want to smile. I want to interact with you. And I try to be intentional. Yeah. Um, I live by that rule. Um, my dad's favorite saying growing up was something else I um, actively strive towards. And it's if something is worth doing, it's worth overdoing. Mm-hmm. Um, that is so, so important, especially in college, I think, to just take and hold because. We are here, like I said, for four years. And when rent's up, we have to get out of the house and we have to approach the real world. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to look back at my college career and have regret for not doing something or for not doing anything. Mm -hmm. It is experimentation in the early years, but you refine that into something that you're passionate about and something that you feel comfortable with. For me, that was getting involved with people Mm -hmm. and seeing all sorts of diverse personalities and how they contributed to me as a person Um, and it was also making myself a better student, Mm -hmm. um, being disciplined. If I was going to dedicate my life to this and I had to learn it to some degree to be successful at it, especially, um, in a profession like the medical industry, we have the capacity to change lives for the better, to see people on their worst day and mold them into something to where they can walk out and live the rest of their life happy. Um, that's something that I work towards and to give that back to somebody. Mm -hmm. So actively overdoing, I think Mm -hmm. is something important. Yeah. Um, and the second and the third thing, uh, excuse me, is just to love, you know. um, Don't be afraid to tell people you love them. Uh, guys, especially, I think, yeah. have problems with this because of masculinity and all that stuff. It's weird to tell other guys how you feel and your emotions. Yeah. <laughs> um, And people should never do that. But, I mean, it. even with my brother, I've been blessed to grow that relationship since he's been here, Um, going into his junior year this next year. Um, But we didn't tell each other I loved you a lot growing up. I think because we were afraid to, um, and because we were so competitive with one another yeah. that we were like, "You, what, like yeah, all that stuff." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the older we get, I I say it a lot more. Yeah. It's important to tell people how you feel about them um, because you know we only get a finite time here in college and yeah. really on Earth. You know yeah. we don't know when our time is going to be, yeah. so make sure other people know how you feel about them. Exactly, those three those three principles I think I try to live by. Mm-hmm.
0: That last one. Um, I remember somebody asking me, this is probably like a fish camp hot seat or something. Oh, fun. And they are just like, <laughs> what is... Let's like, change the tone a little bit. <laughs> they are like, what, what, what's one of your biggest fears? And I on, I was thinking about it, and I would have nightmares as a kid in, in high school, and sometimes even now, mm-hmm. of like my last words to somebody I cared about were like anger.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: the, the last thing they remember of me is me being mad at
1: yeah, them. Yeah, acting out of emotion. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: And... I realized that my biggest fear was like not letting the people I care about know that I care about them and then they just disappear. Yeah. You know? That's hard. Yeah. To, yeah. You're like. <laughs> and it's hard because you don't yeah. know when you're la- like, you said, you don't know when Jeez. your last time with people are like is. And so, um, that's something that I also try to live my life by because like you said, life is so short. Time in college is even shorter. Oh, you might know. as well. Like the worst it can do I don't even know what the worst could Yeah, do. like, <laughs>
1: college, like, it's, you know. Like, we, we, we get a lot of strikes here in this yeah. ball game. you know. I mean, mm-hmm. you might as well go to the plate and swing anyway. Yeah. It's, and the, yeah. least, like, the least it'll do is
0: it'll make somebody's day. You know? Oh, absolutely. And that's, honestly, that's, like, what I try to do. I know you said that's what you, like, love doing is making somebody's day and just talking with them, like, putting some, investing some time into them. And, like, that's something that I feel like, I'm re- I've been reading this book called The Mask of Masculinity, and it basically talks about how society has raised guys to view what it's like to be or what it means to be masculine. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is guys wearing the emotional mask or the emotionless mask. Oh, yeah. And yeah. putting on that mask because they feel like you expressing emotion makes you less of a man because a man is not supposed to express emotion in any way. Whether it is caring for somebody else or whether it's feeling hurt, mm-hmm. or feeling sad, like you need to keep it all under
1: wraps. Oh, yeah. But obviously- We're the protectors and the providers, essentially, yeah. but we're not mm-hmm. supposed to be the confidants. Exactly. And, and that's yeah. something
0: that over time I've realized, especially throughout college, that that is that couldn't be further from the truth.
1: No, yeah, and, and I think that's something else among the many, many lessons we've got mm-hmm. here. In addition to oak chemistry, and <laughs> physics, okay. whatever I learned from physics mm-hmm. is getting to know people yeah. in that way, especially uh, my guy friends and mm-hmm. seeing how they approach stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of self-help books yeah. have been recommended to me. Read a yeah. few of them, yeah, and they all they all contribute to what I mm-hmm. think of myself as and what my role is. Yeah, as that. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yes, sir.
0: Uh, I wanted to ask you about this past year, like the senior year for you. Uh, what is something that came out of this year that you didn't expect but ended up, like, either benefiting you or you like you really liked it?
1: Absolutely. Um, it was social interactions. I mm-hmm. think um, I I wasn't pessimistic, but I was um, a little bit worried about this year just because we are kind of going into our uncharted territory about yeah. how we approach being in social situations yeah. so much had been a question in August um and I know a lot of us remember I I wasn't even sure I was gonna get a football season yeah, by last year which is so face value compared to everything else going on and I do take COVID very very seriously in yeah. fact it's actually one of my jobs yeah um is the COVID tester but um I was really worried I guess that I want to be able to see people um as much as I would used to and the capacity I wanted to um, and as the guy leaving the station, I really was worried that, um, I want to get a chance to tell people, um, and see them like mm-hmm. I once did. Um, and really, I think as time has progressed, we have definitely had our ups and downs as far as, uh, population yeah. about how we've handled the virus, mm-hmm. but we've all done our part to make sure everybody's safe. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten to see everybody, maybe not as normal, but very, very often, yeah. um, I've gotten to develop myself professionally yeah, a lot more, um, which is kind of nice, I guess, as I'm slowly integrating into the real world. Yeah. Um, but that's something that I was not expecting, <laughs> even as a senior, yeah. <laughs> to go into it. Um, and I've really, really enjoyed just those personal interactions. I don't take really anything for granted anymore that I used to, yeah. um, or at least not all the time. I love to see somebody, if I'm even working Mm -hmm. at the rec, um, whenever we have one army meetings, Mm -hmm. I love to get together with those guys. um, And just to see them be it on a Zoom call or even to set up Gladiator Dash, which we just had this past spring. Um, All of that stuff holds so much more meaning than it did to me maybe pre-2020 because I took it for granted, like I said you really get into a habit of where you see everybody at a convenience. Yeah. And if 2020, I think, did anything for me, it was to wake me up and say, look, like, it can all go away. And, yeah. like, nothing's nothing's set in stone. Yeah. So when you leave this place, what are the people and what are the places that are going to mean the most to you? Yeah. Invest in those this year, especially yeah. with everything going on, so you can grow from that and take them with you when yeah. you finally leave. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's one thing to come into college and this is already your normal you know mm-hmm. that COVID is restricting so many things, but I think it's another thing to, like, people like us who went through nor- two years of normal college, and then it's taken away <laughs> two and a half maybe two yeah, and a half yeah, like yeah. That. and then it gets taken away, and we have to live this whole new normal. Yeah, like, adjust. It just it. makes you take things a lot less for granted and start really appreciating even the little moments of seeing somebody on campus, which doesn't really happen that much anymore, mm-hmm. unfortunately, but. Like little moments like that I have definitely become a lot more appreciative of. Absolutely. Sounds like you have too.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah. It's been it's been a good moment. I've enjoyed doing my part and making sure that everybody's safe. Mm-hmm. Um, to have it as my job I think constantly keeps it in yeah. perspective if mm-hmm. the mask in it already. Yeah. Um but yeah, I am grateful for it in some ways. Gosh yeah. Mm-hmm. A
0: few more questions
1: for you. Yes, sir. I wanted to
0: ask just the whole working at the wreck experience. Oh yeah. So when did you start?
1: I started, or I applied, I suppose, after I had been a suite attendant at Kyle Field my first year. I made very, very good money as a suite attendant, and Mm -hmm. I got to meet some incredible people. I remember seeing Rick Perry once. Um, I I don't know if this was him, um, but H.W., Mm -hmm. before he passed away the next year, actually, I was able to, I think, talk to somebody Mm -hmm. um, that worked with him, which was really, really cool. Um, it paid very well, but I literally was situated right across from the football game yeah. in the student section, and it killed me I when bet. I saw them all <laughs> played. I and I left there. That's where I was like, that is the last time I ever make a decision based yeah. on money. Yeah. So I quit um, Levy Catering Services, the company I worked for, and I ended up applying to the rec. I knew Philly had worked there, um, and that they worked Oh, Philly worked there? They did, yeah, yeah, back in the day, Old Man Filiberto. Yeah. Um, And I applied just so they would work with my class schedule, which was really important to me, Mm -hmm. and um, all the meetings and stuff that we had going on at that time. Yeah. So... Um, I ended up getting the job. I started out as a facility attendant, which is kind of like the guy up at the front computer yeah. that checks you in and your ID, the bouncer of the wreck, as we call <laughs> it. Um, and I've been there over three years now, which yeah. is absolutely wild. Is crazy. Now crazy. I went from facility attendant to the supervisor. Dang. Um, so I've seen all the processes and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a running joke and like people talk about the wreck all the time as, um, it being like just a minimum wage job and all of this stuff. But it really has given me so much, not just a girlfriend. Yeah, um, It's given me really great relationships. It's kind of like um, an all-encompassing place where a lot of people from all different corners of and yeah, society, quote-unquote, yeah. society come um, just collectively for a purpose. And the only other organization that I've been a part of that was actually Fish Camp. Yeah. So it's been interesting. I really liked it. Um, they pride themselves on building professional development and they've, they've given me a lot these past That's few awesome. years. I've seen a lot of change, but yeah. yeah, it'll be weird to work my last day there for sure. I mean, oh no. So yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I think anybody who has friends who work at the rec can can definitely say that, or can definitely see that working at the rec is a fun time. Oh yeah. <laughs> like just the people, like it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter how much you're making, but just being around those types of people. Um, I guess, have you ever been the person walking around in the weight room? Like, are you able to go in between facilities and that?
1: Or So as a supervisor, we can go kind of where we want in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I was not one of those people. It's kind of interesting to describe the different departments within the rec because yeah. they're all under one roof. Yeah. The easiest way that I describe all the time, and it's kind of a running joke, mm-hmm. is that If facility staff um, is America Mm and facility staff is the attendants, the guys at the equipment desk and the supervisors um, and the member services people also at the front desk. If they're America, then the weight room staff is Great Britain. Oh, wow. And so it's just, <laughs> it's two separate factions, yeah. um, but we all kind of operate. Yeah. Um, all of us good friends, yeah. great people. Um, some of my best friends actually work as weight room attendants, yeah. um, and I love to see them all the time. Mm-hmm. Outdoor adventures, I don't even know what they are. Like, I, <laughs> I'll be honest, I have never talked to an outdoor adventures yeah. person once. Um, I'm sure they're great, but, yeah, they, they kind of stay by the rock wall. So, yeah. no, I have not worked gotcha. in the weight
0: room. Um, I don't know if you can reveal this, but what is the stigma behind the new rec?
1: The new rec. Like, what do people
0: think of the new rec? Who you who know, the like, do they want to work there? I could understand yeah. they don't because it's just not as much traffic. You don't get to see as many people.
1: Absolutely, I think it's favored a lot by older people mm-hmm. um, that go, like, uh, actual A uh, and M staff, yeah. professors um and engineers funny enough yeah. <laughs> it is so hard to access because there's no parking lot that accommodates that that's and true. So, and after five it's like off to the gold race but yeah. before that it gets like quiet quiet so yeah. um you either like it or you don't mm-hmm. it's very very laid back but you know it's also a little bit slower yeah
0: <laughs> gotcha yeah, I was glad they made that, because, like, I'm always a Zachary. I and
1: see so, you there a lot, yeah. I go there a good amount. Good discipline. Then... I couldn't do it. I <laughs> was, like, very impressed with you.
0: No, it's, like, I just, I was, like, you know, I'm working this semester. I need to, like, find something else consistent besides work. Yeah. Like, I need to do something after work. I can't just sit around all day, so. Yeah. Yeah, and then they got they got the new garage. Obviously, they got food inside, which is really nice. Oh yeah, they, they yeah. got
1: so much food inside I that I place. That I was like, crazy. man, and the engineers got it made. Obviously. I know we yeah. got it. We <laughs> got I was it like, really. man, y'all even got salada put in. Like, <laughs> I what know is that
0: that? Real so <laughs> good stuff. That's nice. Um, is there, I guess, any part of the wreck that you have seen that maybe somebody of general population might not?
1: Um, part of the wreck, any part of the wreck, like <clears throat> there is like a basement to the wreck that I think oh. a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. And, um, one of the big things when a supervisor leaves the nest and goes out into the real world and yeah. finally quits yeah. is that we sign the main beam that upholds the facilities. Oh. <laughs> uh, so we actually go down there and it's like Batman's cave. Like yeah. it is so dark and yeah. dusty and stuff. And it's like a whole world down there, yeah. but Maybe that place, and yeah. also the roof. Every now and then, great oh, sunsets out of Kyle Field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's a slow day, you can go to the roof and kind of check out everything. There so. you go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it does sound like the wreck is some some of its like its own organization. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. Surprised you don't have like there. a banquet
1: or something. Yeah, no. Well, I'm actually going there. I think um, in a few days. Yeah, oh, really? Good <laughs> <or> something? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the senior bank, what they call it. So I love it. Check the list. Uh, that off the box. There you <laughs> go. There you
0: go. Um, what are some of your like hobbies? Like, what are you like just doing whenever you don't have to worry about school or PA apps?
1: Um, man, I do enjoy reading. Um, oh. I'm slowly getting back into that. I did enjoy that in high school. Yeah. Um, so reading is a lot more fun for me. Um, me and my brother will play video games. It's yeah. actually kind of our way of keeping in touch and. Yeah um, maybe not seeing each other, but at least talking, um, and doing something at the same time. Yeah. I love to try new food places. So if any of you have great recommendations (laughs) that are local or maybe somewhere back in Houston, let me know. It's one of my girlfriend and I's favorite things to do. Um, if we have a free weekend, Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I also just, honestly, I do like to work. It sounds dumb, but, um, (laughs) that's good. Yeah. Like the jobs that I have are kind of social outlets, be it, um, an EMT for the athletic department and seeing yeah. those guys every day um, or going to the rec and seeing the homies. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I got in one army this year too. So investing in those guys as much as I can, yeah. um, even as one of the guys kind of leaving after this year has yeah. been a great attribute to me. I'm trying to get into cooking. There you um, go. My girlfriend would be laughing if she's hearing this because I'm <laughs> very, very slow to the ball on that. Uh-huh. Um, she's a great cook and I still have a lot to learn, but uh-huh. Yeah, so a lot of little different hobbies and stuff to take up the time. Looking forward to kind of refining those in this gap year that I have coming. Yeah. Uh, We'll see. So I guess, yeah,
0: so you applying for these schools, you probably won't hear back until, what, like next spring? It'll be a fat minute, yeah, Yeah. so I got some time. yeah, what do you plan on doing like first of all, I guess, are you staying in College Station? or
1: I am staying in College Station. There you you will not be getting rid of me <laughs> just yet. <laughs> Perfect. I will be here for another year. Mm-hmm. Um, I signed a lease for six months, but mm-hmm. I'm looking for full-time positions at hospitals, yeah. either as an emergency medical technician mm-hmm. um, or as a medical assistant, to try and build that experience yeah. um, and to see what it's like, honestly, to be in a clinical environment yeah. full-time, um, interacting with patients, making sure that I can build... Um, that communication that I have with senior health providers, I think will build me into more of a well-rounded health practitioner yeah. one day. Mm-hmm. So I will be trying to make myself as useful and as productive as I can, but I'm looking forward to one more one more year in the station, kind of yeah. getting to see everybody like you described yeah. um, and all that stuff. So, yeah, I will not be going back to the stations yeah. as an EMT. But uh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So.
0: All right. Um, and then I guess if you had – like, and this would be like your last question. Yes, sir. If there was like a lesson or something you've learned during your time in college that you'd want to carry on with you in the future, like what would that lesson be?
1: Oh, man. Um, I, I've always told this to people. I, I'm a big quote guy. Yeah. And the quote I have comes from the late Anthony Bourdain. Um, and he said, it's good to have an end to journey towards mm-hmm. But it's the journey that matters in the end. I, like you very well described, came into the university pursuing um, biomedical science as an 18-year-old kid. I'm now 22 years old at the end (laughs) of my college career, and I'm not even in the same major, and I'm not doing remotely what I thought I'd been doing. If I told my 18-year-old self that, he would be really disappointed, wonder what happened and what had happened probably along the way. I've never been happier than I am right now because of it. It comes to a point where I think when you look at your Aggie Ring year from now um, and you think about what you've accomplished and the people that you've met, I won't look at my gold and think of the classes that I attended. Yeah. I'm definitely, definitely and I can think of A plus A continuing <laughs> sessions. I won't think about physics yeah. unless I'm thinking about the day that I Q dropped it. Yeah. Um, I won't be thinking about the countless hours I spent in quad books studying mm. for a test and all of that stuff. That is the purpose I can't and towards. Yeah. But as somebody leaving, I'm going to take the memories of getting into fast that night. Or meeting my freshman of the class of 22 and 23. I'm going to remember going to fish camp. And I'm going to see everybody in Copeland dancing. Yeah. And the kids that were really shy at first, like I was yeah. when I attended. Getting down to like, um, um, what Literally is it called? Yeah, like any song yeah. or something like that. And all those skits. I'm going to think about working at the facilities and meeting my girlfriend for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, Going to the middle of West Texas with some one army guys a week after I got in to climb out um, the Guadalupe Mountains Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Um, The the trip I took with my fast staff to Big Bend. Countless memories and stuff that Mm -hmm. I would have never just imagined, honestly, Mm -hmm. as an undergrad student coming out of high school. And to look back and see it all that I've done in these few years, I really don't have regrets. I am so, so happy at that. Yeah. The journey that took me to where I wanted to end up was not what I thought it would be. I, it had so many twists and turns yeah. instead of that unidire- unidirectional arrow. Yeah. But man, like what stories I have to tell and what people I've gained from it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would, I would say that to anybody Gosh, going yeah. through it. I
0: love it. Um, One thing that I just recently did with my last podcast, uh, I guess, person I had, and I'd like you to do, is to just give yourself a little message for the future Josh.
1: Yes, sir. Hey, future Josh. What's up, dude? (laughs) If you're listening back on this right now, you've heard this podcast and you've seen what I think the future is going to be. And much like I was 18-year-olds in college, I realized that now... Plans change and things can obviously um, take a turn that you didn't expect them to. And I hope that whatever I'm doing in the future, it's something that I'm passionate about. That gives me satisfaction. I still call my parents every now and then Mm -hmm. keep up with the people that are important in my life. So yeah, stay safe out there have fun. Don't get in any trouble. (laughs) Sound like a dad (laughs) talking to his child. It'll all be fun. Yeah, sure.
0: All right. Well, that's it. Um, thank you guys for listening and Josh, thanks for being here. I hey, really thank you, appreciate Victor. it. That's I've fair. like wanted this for a long time and on your final week or I guess final week and a half, I guess, of, of undergraduate. That's wild. We got you on. <laughs> it Jeez,
1: man. Oh man. But thanks for having me, Victor. Of yeah. course. Um, it's and, been a great four years, buddy. Yeah, man. and I I'm so excited to see like
0: what you got going on in the future too. I know we're not gonna not well, we're not we're gonna keep in touch is what I'm saying. Like I know yes I sir never do that. So.
1: likewise, my man. Yes sir.
0: All right. Well, that is all for today. I'll see you
2: guys in our next one.